strike is denied as to count one. Thank you, Your Honor. All right, thank you. All right, are we ready for the jury? All right. All right, thank you. Maybe Stephen. All right, your next witness. Our next witness is Mr. Io Tillett Wright, and it starts with counsel for Mr. Depp asking questions, and then we'll switch over to me. All right, thank you. Right. Uh, good morning again. Have you had any communications with Ms. Hurd at all, including text or emails or otherwise, in connection with your preparation for this deposition? When's the last time you spoke to her? April of last year. April or May. Almost a year ago. Uh, Mr. Wright, when did you first uh, meet Ms. Hurd? I met Amber in the end of 2011. And where did you meet her? Los Angeles. And what were the circumstances of the meeting? A friend was introducing us to each other um, so that I could photograph her for a large portrait series that I was doing at the time. And what was your profession in 2011? I was a photographer and I worked for the New York Times, I think. I don't recall exactly everything but in 2011 you were both a photographer and separately worked for the new york times as a freelancer i worked for the new york times as a journalist and photographer and what was what is your profession today i'm a writer and a producer And between 2011 and through the present, have you had any other professions other than photographer, writer, or producer? Yes. And what are those? I've hosted a television show or two. I made some podcasts. I... Two other books, two books, three books, three books. I've written three books. Um, a number of things. I don't know. There are more things, but I, yeah, I've always sure. been a multi-hyphenate person. To the best of my recollection, 
initially met at a mutual friend's house, which I think I already stated. Um, that friend is also an actor and had met Amber at the children's hospital while they were both volunteering and knew that Amber had done quite a bit of LGBT activism and uh, mentioned my project to her and then invited her over to our, uh, the other friend invited Amber to her house so that we could all meet and um, Amber and I discovered that we liked the same books and we liked psychology and, and just you know laughed and had fun that night and then I asked her if she would participate in the photo project I think or somebody did and she said yes um, a couple of days later I went to the house that she was staying at and I photographed her for the project and then thereafter I went back to New York where I lived and I remember her texting me and saying that she was shooting a movie in New York and did I want to get lunch um, so we got lunch and we became friends okay please walk me through that we met in 2011. We started becoming friends soon thereafter. Um, in 20, very early in 2013, um, I came to LA to spend a couple of months with my then, I don't know if she was my girlfriend or my fiance at that point, but the person that I was in a relationship with, um, in a very serious relationship with. And um, during the time that I was in L.A., I spent more time with Amber. We both spent more time with Amber. Um, and I was introduced to Johnny. And uh, the summer of 2013, I ended up moving to L.A., during which Amber and Johnny and I got even closer, very, very close. And then... Um, we remained close, the three of us, for two-ish years. And then all of this happened, this nightmare, and, uh, and Johnny and I stopped being friends, and Amber and I stayed friends. Um, and then Amber and I were friends up until the date that I told you that we last spoke. And at some point in time, uh, did you live on the same property as Johnny Depp and Amber Heard? Yes. And when was that? It was August 2013 until, um, I believe, June 1st of 2014. I moved into my own house, so nine months. And um, why is it that you uh, left that property, left living there? Because I didn't want to live for free in someone's property and I wanted to have my own house and support myself. And for how long after that did you uh, stay close with both Johnny and Amber? I stayed close with both of them um, I don't remember it, it was a hmm. uh, sometime in 2014 15, I think, late 2015, maybe, um, Johnny and I were no longer 
period when I really stopped considering Johnny a friend of mine was December of 2015. Okay. Well, let me ask you this way. Um, you never saw Mr. Depp assault or beat Ms. Hurd on any occasion, correct? That's correct. I just would like to clarify, Mr. Preciado, that's a question you already asked me, so you're asking me the same question again about whether or not I witnessed Mr. Depp assault Ms. Hurd? That's right. No, I have not witnessed that. Let me ask it this way then. Have you ever personally seen Mr. Depp assault or beat Ms. Hurd on any occasion? No. Now, back to this same paragraph where it says, my experience of Johnny during the time that we were close from 2013 through 2015 was that he could be incredibly kind, generous, and loyal. Can you give me examples of his kindness, generosity, and loyalty during that period of time? Johnny, when sober, was lovely and magical and very funny. Johnny, when sober, was incredibly lucid and imaginative, and I felt a kindred connection with him and a shared perspective on the world that I've shared with very few people in my life. Johnny, when sober, understood how much influence he had over people, and he was very kind to them about it and generous with talking to them about whatever came up. And he was also, when sober, very, you know, he made time for people's nervousness around him, which I witnessed on a number of occasions. He also, he had his number of houses on that street, and there was a constant rotation of different people coming to town who could all afford to live somewhere else or stay somewhere else who he would let and enjoyed having in those houses, which I find to be generous. In the next paragraph, paragraph six, you refer to Mr. Depp's struggles with respect to OxyContin. You say that in late 2013, after dental surgery, he became hooked on OxyContin. Did you ever experience him while he was on OxyContin? Yes. And while he was on OxyContin, did you ever experience him to be mean or vicious? I can't answer that with any accuracy because I don't know whether or not the times that I did see him be mean or vicious, he was also on OxyContin. In paragraph five, where you say that he could be incredibly mean and vicious, especially when he was drunk or high. The substances that I saw him ingest with my own eyes were cocaine and any kind of alcohol would bring out a very... When he would take 
any kind of psychedelic like ecstasy or or, or uh, MDMA. Um, yeah, I, I think that I answered your question. You mentioned that uh, you witnessed him having had cocaine. Did you ever have cocaine with him? No. Were there any drugs or or substances that you uh, took with him? I don't smoke marijuana. I don't do cocaine. For the entire period that I knew Johnny and thereafter, I did not drink alcohol. There was a... I think one week period um, during the peak of my breakup during which Johnny offered me um, some pain pills to get through the intensity of that situation Um, and that was the only time that I took any substances for three and a half years no that's not true that was the only time that I took any um, substances with Johnny I'm sorry, just to, to summarize that, is your testimony that um, when you witnessed Mr. Depp drunk and high, you were not also either drunk or high? Is that your testimony? My testimony is that during the entire period that I knew Mr. Depp, I was never drunk or drinking or consuming alcohol at all. My testimony is that for a one, maybe two week possibly two and a half week, I don't remember, period, um, on a sporadic occasion, I took some pain pills that Mr. Depp offered me for to get through an extreme emotional pain situation. Um, when I witnessed Johnny doing cocaine, I was not drunk or high. Other occasions that I witnessed Johnny drinking, I was not drunk or high. It was a very narrow window during which I was taking some non-mind-altering uh, pain pills for a very brief period during which I witnessed Johnny drunk and high. Did you ever witness Mr. Amber Heard drunk or high? Yes. And did you ever witness her drink alcohol? Yes. Rejection. Did you ever witness her um, ingesting cocaine? Are you Are you asking, like... Ever in the history of time have I ever witnessed Amber ingest cocaine? That's the first question, yes. The answer is no. Amber was vehemently against cocaine. Did you ever uh, witness her uh, smoke marijuana? No. Marijuana is not her drug. What is her drug? I haven't spoken to Amber in a year, but as far as I know and have known her for the last 11 or 12 years, Amber doesn't have a narcotic of choice. Have you seen her ingest ecstasy? Yes, I believe so. Yes. How many times have you seen her ingest ecstasy? I can think of one instance in particular when she took it um, for her birthday, like a celebration. Do you recall what year that was? I'm an event. Other than the uh, narcotics and alcohol uh, that I mentioned, 
Did you ever witness Ms. Heard ingest any other drugs? Are you asking me if other than, what did you ask me about? Cocaine, ecstasy, and mushrooms. I've witnessed Amber taking any other illegal narcotics? Or are you asking me about prescription medications? Can you clarify? Narcotics other than prescription narcotics. I don't know, but I don't actually think so, no. Amber drinks red wine when she's not training, or let me rephrase that. Amber, when I knew her, drank red wine in the evenings fairly regularly, with the exception of when she was training for an acting role. Have you ever witnessed Ms. Heard intoxicated? Yes. And how often would you estimate that you witnessed Ms. Heard intoxicated? I don't know how to quantify intoxicated. If you're asking me how often I witnessed her drunk, is that your question? Yes. Amber is strangely immune to getting drunk unless she's really drunk a lot. So I didn't see her drunk very often. I saw her drinking often, but I didn't see her out of her faculties very often. Like, you know, I saw that a handful of times in the 11 years that I knew her. And how would you describe how alcohol affects Ms. Heard's personality based on your experience? You know, it depends on the circumstance. If it was during a moment when she was celebrating, it would make her loose. Like if we were salsa dancing, then, you know, she would have fun and be fun and at a party and, you know, inebriated and dancing and having fun. If she was in a stressful situation, I think it would just kind of exacerbate whatever the feeling of the moment was. I'm going to ask you to state your name for the record. Nobody has yet. This is me. All right, go ahead. Let's bring up Dep Exhibit Number 1 again, please. Mr. Tillett-Wright, you were asked some questions by Mr. Presidio. And I'm going to take you back up to the first page where you were asked some questions. And he started out with, I'm just going to draw your attention to Paragraph 4. And you indicated you met Johnny Depp through Amber. And you hit it off immediately. Do you see that? Yes, I do. Okay. And then you explained to Mr. Presidio that you considered Johnny to be a close friend and you cared very much about Mr. Depp. Is that correct? He became a close friend and I did care very much about him. I still care very much about him. All right. Could you please describe that relationship that you had with Mr. Depp up until I think you said December of 2015? Sure. Okay. 
Mr. Depp and I first met, Amber invited me over to his house with my then partner, girlfriend. I don't know if she was my fiance yet or not. Um, in I think February of 2013, right at the beginning of 2013. Um, <clears throat> and we all hung out, the four of us hung out in his house, um, in his living room and just kind of talked and got to know each other. And it was sweet. I was mostly hanging out with Amber and kind of meeting this person. It was a trip to meet someone like that, you know, and see his house. And he was very friendly and very welcoming and very kind. Um, and then the next time we saw each other was at, um, Amber and I both like to do what we call family dinners. So we invite people over and cook for them and, and have a dinner party. And um, Amber did an elaborate family dinner at her house and Johnny and I and my ex and Amber and I believe Whitney were there. I don't know if anyone else was there. I'm sure somebody, other people were there. I don't remember. Um, and Johnny and I really connected at that dinner. We we're sitting either opposite each other or just catty corner from each other and um I left feeling a very intense connection to him and I was like, Well yeah, sure, everybody probably feels an intense connection to him because of who he is. I'll forget it. It's ridiculous. And then a couple of days later, um Amber had another dinner, some such such a dinner at her house and uh, Johnny and I had another really good time and, and felt very connected and really laughed a lot and whatever. And um, at the end of the dinner, as I was standing to leave with my ex, Johnny came up to me and said, um, I, I don't really know how to say this because it doesn't happen to me very often, but I think I love you. <laughs> and I felt strange because I felt the same way and I said that's funny because I had that same experience after the last dinner party too and then we joked about how crazy and ridiculous that felt um, and we exchanged phone numbers and then he he texted me wanting to talk about Amber a couple of times and I felt that it was like kind of violating her privacy so I said that I was happy to be friendly with him and happy to, um, I don't remember exactly what I said, but something to the effect of like, you know, I, I'm happy to be, to give advice or to, to help you guys stay in concert with each other, but I don't want to um, violate anybody's privacy with the other one and he I think he really respected that and really liked that because he also values his privacy greatly um and then yeah I was in LA for a couple more months and I don't know I think maybe we hung out more during that period I'm not sure um I don't remember if they came to New York during the next stretch of time or what happened but um basically by the summer I came back to LA to write um, and had a very bad breakup with that fiance and was going through some things personally that Johnny um, 
you know, he was like, I recognize what's happening for you. Uh, it was like particularly bad anxiety related, trauma related things. Um, and he, I, I didn't expect him to offer me any support around that stuff, but he just was like, wait, I see what you're going through. Um, you know, this is my experience of it. I have the same thing and let's talk about it. And like, if you need anything, I'm here. And I was like, thank you so much. You know, I didn't really expect that. Um, and I went back to New York for, to be with my family for a couple days or maybe a week or something. And um, it was very painful to be there. And he had said, if it's painful to be there, you know, just let me know and come back and stay here. And so I did. And I came back and I originally was going to stay at Amber's house because um, she kept her apartment for a number of years while they were together, even though she stayed at his house a lot um, that she paid for, etc. And I, she was, you know, the person that I'd known longer, so I felt more comfortable being at her house. And then um, the consensus was that I should be closer to them. And so he said, oh, there's this house that's just sitting empty at the end of the street. Just stay there. I was very hesitant because I didn't want to take advantage of him. And he was insistent and he was very kind about it. And, and he said that he understood fully what having PTSD and anxiety could do and that he wanted to help. Um, so I, I went and I stayed there. And then that was, I'm guessing, in August of 2013 and then in September. I think Amber went to England to shoot a movie um, so I was there and Johnny and I would hang out on our own and Johnny doesn't have a ton of friends um, because he can't and um, I would go up and hang out with him you know we really enjoyed each other we really liked each other and so we would just hang out you know on a daily basis eat dinner or, or watch movies and I'd hang out with his kids and got you know very like into like a very sweet uncle niece nephew relationship with his kids and they called me uncle io and um mr tiller right uh, did you ever call mr deb brother or your brother refer to him as your brother yes i did now i'm going to take you to paragraph five of deb exhibit number one and uh mr presidio asked you about this paragraph as well and at the end of it, you had said, and he could be incredibly mean and vicious, especially when he was drunk or high. What did you mean by that? What I meant by that was on a number of occasions, um, I saw, you know, Amber or he, I think, also would ask me to come and help. He and I had more of a, like, mano a mano kind of relationship and she and I had a I, I was kind of like the only person that would check either of them um, for a while and so they would both ask me to do that with each other um, so I saw him for example I remember there was a time when um it was very late at night. I was down the hill. So I went up the hill and he was outside by the pool with a glass of what I understood to be whiskey. And she was inside crying um, and very upset in the kitchen, I think. And 
and I went outside and talked to him for a long time. Um, situations like that, or um, and he would say things. He said something to me that night that I I thought that night by the pool where I thought, Jesus Christ, you know, um, things like she's gonna all she's got is her looks and you know she has no talent and when her tits start to sag um, and her face gets wrinkly nobody is going to be interested in her um, for anything and she's so she you know better like figure out another way to survive and shit like that sorry pardon me things like that and um also witnessed him um, when Amber was in England Marilyn Manson and Paul Bettany came over at one point and there was a great deal of cocaine and alcohol involved that I witnessed them doing together Um, I don't specifically recall if Mr. Bettany did or did not partake in the cocaine um, or really much of anything except things that he said and his personality, but um, Mr. Manson and Mr. Depp partook in a lot of cocaine. What, if anything, did Mr. Depp tell you about his struggles with drugs and alcohol? And um, we sat on the couch and he told me a number of things. He told me about his childhood. He told me about growing up in Kentucky. He told me about growing up in very poor and how his mom was verbally and physically abusive. He told me that when he was very, very young, like 13 or something, he started drinking and taking drugs, I think, or at least drinking quite heavily. And he was even kind of like, yeah, it's crazy, I know, but I've been doing it my whole life and built like a tank. And so that was kind of the nature of the conversation. Um, And he told me that he had struggled with ever not drinking or ever not doing drugs and he also told me that he didn't particularly in um concerned with his children and he would express shame or regret about times that he had been inebriated to the point of falling down or embarrassing himself you know urinating on himself things like that when his children were around told me that um in his relationships with the like life sober and that it was too painful to be alive without uh, had experienced great bouts of jealousy in relationships that had that had also led to a lot of drinking and a lot of um, rage activities um, he told me that that happened with Winona he told me that that happened with um, Kate and sorry, Winona Ryder and Kate Moss. He told me that that had happened with Vanessa Parody. Mr. Tillett Wright, um, what, if any, observations did you make about <laughs> Mr. Depp abusing OxyContin? Over the course of those two years, Mr. Depp told me verbatim that he was addicted to OxyContin. Um, and I have a text message from him where he expresses that uh, 
it's extraordinarily hard to kick and that it um, I don't remember exactly the words that he uses but he, he, he referred to it to me verbally many times as like the hardest thing that he's ever tried to kick which he's tried to kick most things he said it was harder than heroin um, so he he was very um, open and verbose about oxycontin having gotten addicted to oxycontin so what if any observations did you make uh, about Mr. Deb smoking cigarettes and joints marijuana Mr. Depp, as far as I could see, always had a cigarette or joint in his mouth at all times, to the point where I was confused about how he could function. He also showed me his marijuana closet that had, I don't know, tens and tens of pounds of weed in it. What, if any, observations did you make while you were staying at Sweetser? I think you said that was August 2013 through May of 2014 with respect to uh, the type of alcohol and the amount of alcohol that Mr. Depp was consuming. When I saw Mr. Depp drink, um, it was often hard liquor. I believe it was whiskey and gin and tequila, maybe. Um, it could also be vodka. I don't know. He had a full bar in his, in 80, the house that they, with his recording studio in it that they mostly stayed in. So, um, I know whiskey for sure. And there was also red wine, a lot of red wine. And when you talk about the whiskey and the red wine, how much did you observe Mr. Depp? Consume on any given occasion of those? Uh, I don't know. The one occasion I know specifically was the one that I mentioned before during the argument where he suddenly had a glass of whiskey. And I remember it being like, I remember clock because I grew up counting people's drinks. I remember clocking that it was a very large pour in the glass of whiskey. If you recall those, I, I think my question was, you know, what if any observations did you make or did Mr. Depp ever tell you about him blacking out? Mr. Depp was very open with everyone that he was a heavy user. And um, He told me about, I know there was one instance where he had this very large house property. So if Sweetser Avenue goes like this, um, the house that I was staying at, 76 is down here, then there's 78, which is right here, and then up here is 80, and then across the street, I guess, is 82. And 82 is a very large compound. So he and I were staying, I was at 76 or up at 80, and then 82 they lived in for a brief period of time. Um, and he told me about like vanishing into 82 into the like the property into the like because it was very lush and very a lot of trees um, and went up quite far up the hill and he told me about kind of like 
blacking out and going in there on one instance um he told me i know that he told me that in australia um, he had blacked out um but he also told me that he fucked up so i don't know in terms of specific blackouts there were a number there uh i think he said they were on the plane he said that he didn't remember what had happened what if anything did mr depp say to you about whether he wanted to become sober and clean mr depp um expressed to me that he wanted to get sober for amber that he didn't enjoy being sober um that it wasn't fun and that it it was distressing and exhausting um and very hard to do he didn't he really really um resented having to be sober um yeah he didn't he didn't want to be and what if anything did mr depp say to you about his perception of amber's role in him becoming sober and clean he expressed a number of times that he felt like she was his leash and she was holding him back from doing what he wanted to do in terms of substances and alcohol um, oh i just want to go back to another incident that i remember he told me he blacked out was on on the island he went to the bahamas there were two different instances one was um i guess like they had only recently met and he told me that he passed out face down in the sand while his kids were there and that um the staff had like whisked his kids away so that they didn't see it mr tillerite when you said that mr depp uh use the term monster what do you recall him saying about that and the language that ended up being kind of settled on was that there was a side of him that was the monster and that it was not who he was but it was something that lived within him that he had to battle and the language that he always used was that of um battle and battling battling the demon battling the monster um so that the monster you know he would say things like the monster will not win um i will not be that type of man you know i i don't want to i don't want to be that type of man or husband i don't want to hurt uh he would call her slim our slim our girl referring to all of her friends and him and her and I yeah what if any observations did you make of Mr. Depp both in terms of physical as well as temperament when you perceived him as having too much to drink Mr. Depp would drink and or take drugs he would get very mean very surly very uh paranoid extremely paranoid he would weave these elaborate situations in which 
Amber was having affairs with every man that she ever worked with and every woman she ever came in contact with. Um, <clears throat> he became very demeaning. Johnny is incredibly intelligent, incredibly smart and witty, and he would point his jokes at people, um, Amber's appearance, her talent, um, her lack of talent as he perceived it, um, why he thought that she was actually famous, which he always implied was just because of her looks. Um, and because he thought that everyone wanted to have sex with her. Um, and he would insult his fans. Um, he called them, I remember he called them remoras, which is the type of, um, sucker fish that attaches itself to the hull of the ship and puts a hole in it and then sinks it. Um, he would rail against his mother and his sister, um, sisters, pretty much, you know, Anyone that he felt had crossed him or could cross him, um, he became very nasty about. What, if anything, do you recall Mr. Depp saying about uh, his mother and comparing his mother to Amber? Mr. Depp told me that his mom was viciously cruel to him during his upbringing. Um, and that she was also viciously, like, violent um, with him and with his siblings and with his father. Um, he referred to her, pardon my language, as a bitch um, and a cunt a lot. Um, and he seemed to kind of compare them in the sense that he was he said at one point um, something to the effect it's right here actually uh, yeah I already have a mom who was a bitch to me I don't need another one in my life he, there was a fair bit of that kind of like you know my mom's been awful enough to me already I don't need another woman who's gonna also be awful to me what, if any, discussions did you have with Johnny about the fights he had with Amber? We had a lot of discussions about his fights with Amber. Um, <clears throat> what do you recall? In the very beginning, he expressed that she made him feel crazy he was so in love that it made him feel crazy um, the very first time that I mentioned September of 2013 when he and I were alone together a lot he expressed that he thought that she was cheating on him and sleeping with her co-stars in England on the films and I said to him or in the film and I said to him listen you know I know her I think pretty well and I talked to her a lot, and I think, think if she was having an affair, I would be one of the very few people that she would tell about it. And I don't hold secrets or lies for anybody, and I would 
I would tell you if that was happening so you could make your own decisions. But um, as far as I know, that's really not the case. And I think that she's really in love with you. And I think that she also is worried that you are having affairs because both of you are used to being sex symbols on Earth. And both of you need to just accept the fact that you're really in love with each other and lean in and be together and love each other. Um, and he told me that sometimes his jealousy would make him um, feel crazy and outside himself and that uh, he had to get it under control um, and that it would cause them to fight, to be specific in regard to your question. Um <clears throat> He told me about the fight that they had the time that I went up there. Are you asking for specific instances or are you asking about the nature of their fights? No, I, yeah, I am asking for what he told you about their fights and specific instances, yes. So to continue with what I was saying from before, he told me about the fight um, in the middle of the night. Uh, when I was living down the hill at Sweetser, when I, I mentioned that I saw him with a heavy pour of whiskey, I went outside to the pool and spoke to him. Um, and he told me about the argument that they had had and that she gets mean during fights um, and that it really hurts his feelings and that he then lashes out at her um, and that, you know, she called him old. And he then calls her soon to be ugly um, and talentless and that they get really ugly with each other. Um, he told me <sighs> about a fight that they had. Um, we went to England that September. Um, it was Whitney's birthday, I think. Amber's sister, Whitney. Um and Amber was stuck working. My birthday, Raquel's birthday, and Whitney's birthday, the three people who she was the closest to um, all have birthdays in September. Raquel's just before the end of August, whatever. We're all Virgos, and um, she couldn't be with any of us on our birthday, so we all went to England to surprise her. And during that trip, Johnny proposed to her, um, and they then... I'm pretty sure that night after the proposal got in a huge fight, um, which he all, they both told me about separately. Um, and he said, I'm pretty sure that he trashed the hotel room. Let's see. I spoke to him after I went and talked to him after their, their fight on the plane. Um, so t t that's the that's the Boston L.A. plane incident, is that right? That's correct. So, Mr. Tellerwright, I'm going to ask you about the Boston L.A. flight uh, incident. You talked about it a little bit earlier, and you just said now that you spoke with Mr. Depp about it. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. What do you recall of your discussion with Mr. Depp about the Boston? plane incident that happened in May of 2014. And I went upstairs to his bedroom, which was like blacked out. Um, and I, I woke him up. I remember shaking his shoulder and saying to him, Hey,
hey, buddy, like, wake up, which was not something that a lot of people did to Johnny, wake him from his slumber. Um, and he woke up, and we had a conversation about what happened on the plane. And he didn't really remember being on the plane. He didn't really remember getting off the plane. Um, he didn't really remember much detail of anything, and, I, and he swore up and down that he was going to stop and he was going to stop drinking and taking drugs and he was going to never do it again. That was that incident. What if, what if any uh, meetings related to alcohol uh, did you and Amber attend in this time frame? I understand because we didn't go to many meetings. Um, we, we, I took Amber with me to um, Al-Anon, which is a, it's like a sister program to AA for the family and friends and loved ones of addicts and alcoholics, which I regularly attended. So she came with me to a number of Al-Anon meetings and she also had, um, I think one or two phone calls with my dad's wife about how she dealt with helping him um, get off of his drugs and, and drink less. And um, she read a number of books about it. She was watching documentaries about it. She would listen to any radio show she could get on, like anything, anything she could get her hands on that would give her some tools for how to deal with this, she consumed in that period. What, if any, communications did did Johnny have with you in this time frame about wanting to get back with Amber after the Boston plane incident? We went to New York, and um, I remember we were staying at the Ace Hotel in Midtown. Um... And Johnny started reaching out to me. He he went eventually back to Boston to start filming again. Would have been in like the next day or two because we weren't there for that long. <clears throat> and um, he reached out to me and basically said to the something to the effect of like, you know, I have to fix this. I will do anything that I can. And then uh, while he was in Boston, he let me know. And I think he was trying to reach Amber too, but she didn't. She wasn't ready to talk to him. Um, he let me know that he had um, engaged Dr. Kipper and that he intended with every fiber in his being to get sober. And that the nature of the conversation at that point was that he, he was going to beat this thing. You know? Please describe for me what transpired, what what you discussed with Johnny and Amber relating to Australia in 2015. After they were, because they were married in February and they went to Australia in the spring. Um, if, if, you know, can I, if, I'm going to interrupt you just for a moment and forgive me, I just want to keep it chronologically there. Um you you described earlier that you were present for the wedding, correct, in February of 2015? Yes. Okay. Uh, and you also had discussed uh, about Amber wanting Johnny to be sober for the wedding. What, if any, observations did you make about Johnny uh, at the ceremony and with respect to whether he was sober and clean? You know... I don't actually know whether Johnny was, I don't think Johnny was drinking on the day of their wedding. 
I really don't actually think he was. Let me rephrase that. Before the ceremony on the day of their wedding. Because I was going back and forth between their um, respective like private preparation quarters where they were getting ready because I was technically her best man and his son Jack was his best man but I wasn't one of the girls and felt more comfortable over there with them but I was helping all the girls so I was running back and forth on this golf cart between I was also taking pictures I was one of two people who was friends with them that had worked as a photographer so I volunteered to take pictures so I was um very intimately with Johnny and Jack leading up to the wedding and he wasn't drinking I don't think I don't I don't remember seeing him drink and then let me ask you this after the ceremony as you were walking to the reception what if anything did Johnny Depp say to you about Amber as we were walking back from the ceremony um, we were coming into Cafe Los Cabrones which is the, where the party was happening and I was walking with Johnny and congratulating him that they pulled it off and that they they did it you know and he said um, we're married now I can punch her in the face and nobody can do anything about it so I'm going to now turn your direction to Australia uh, roughly a, a month later after the wedding um you were you weren't present in Australia with uh, Amber and Johnny, correct? That's correct. I'm showing you what has been marked as Exhibit Number Three. Do you recognize anybody in this picture? I do, yeah, myself and Miss Heard. I do, yeah. Please describe what you see. I see a number of long, thin cuts. And what, if any, similarity are those to the ones you just described? Uh, having seen after Amber returned from Australia. Very similar. All right. And, and are they the same? Were they different ones? I would have no way of knowing if they're the same or different ones, but they're similarly long, skinny cuts like the ones that I saw after she came back from Australia. I'm going to show, Mr. Tellerite, I'm going to show you what has been marked as exhibit number five. Um, and it's a text message exchange. Do you recognize uh, this text message number here below Arrow's Arc? That's my old phone number, yes. Okay, so so is this does this represent a text message exchange between you and Amber Heard on 12-16-2015? Yes, it does. Okay, and I'm going to start you at the top with the blue. Do you recognize who is sending that message? Yeah. Mr. Tillerett, I'm going to ask you to take a look at what has been marked as exhibit number six. Do you recognize the person in this photo? Yes, I do. Please describe what you see in this picture. I see uh, Amber Heard, and I see an injury to Amber's scalp. Okay. And what, if anything, do you recall about seeing anything similar to that when you arrived in December 2015 at Amber's penthouse. I remember this being one of the injuries that I was shown when I arrived at uh, penthouse three at the Eastern building on December.
September 16th, 2016. And does this picture that's marked as exhibit number six accurately depict the what you recall seeing? I remember this being one of, um, I think maybe two scalp injuries that there were. I remember there was another one as well, but I could be mistaken. I believe there was another one was on a different part of her head as well. Do you recognize uh, the picture that is set forth as uh, exhibit number seven? Yes, I do. Please describe for me what what is depicted in this picture that you recognize. This was a picture of Amber's scalp. And does it accurate? Does this accurately uh, depict what you saw uh, when you were shown it? Uh, as you testified earlier in December 2015? Yes, it does. Mr. Tillerite, I'm going to show you what has been marked as deposition exhibit number eight. Uh, do you recognize this picture? Yes, I do. Please describe from, what's depicted there. This is Amber Heard's face um, with a very swollen lip. Uh, and does this uh, accurately depict what you observed when you arrived at Amber Heard's penthouse in December 2015? Yes. I'm going to show you what has been marked as deposition exhibit number nine. Do you recognize this picture? Yes, I do. Please describe. This is the clump of hair that I was shown, I believe, when I arrived at penthouse three on the night of December 16th, 2015. And does this accurately and genuinely depict the scene that you recall seeing? Yes, it does. Thank you. Now, did, what, what if any plans was there as of December 16, 17 of 2015 for Amber to be uh, spending Christmas with Mr. Depp and his kids. Do you recall? The pictures down while we talk. Yes, I do recall. Um, there was a plan for um, Johnny and Amber and Billy Rose and Jack and uh, Raquel and her boyfriend or fiance at the time, Josh. Um to go to the Bahamas. Oh, and Raquel's mom and Amber's parents to go to the Bahamas and spend Christmas on the island together. Um, what, if any, conversations did you have with Johnny Depp about the decision? I don't know that he and I had a direct conversation about it. I'm not sure if he and I had a direct so what if in 16, it's a text message exchange dated 2-10-2006. Between me and Amber Heard about a video that she sent me. Okay. Now it starts out, hi, uh, Steve left me a voicemail at 5 a.m. Uh, and that's from you, correct? That's correct. Do you remember what the voicemail message was? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Johnny called me at five in the morning and left me a voicemail in the character of um, some kind of management of like a property manager. Um, and he said something about, yes, hello, this is management. And um, I don't 
don't remember what he said, but it was something to do with like, we have a situation that we need to change out to something. And it was just a lengthy, just off the wall, nutbag ramble in the character of management. Mr. Tillerite, I'm going to show you what has been marked as exhibit number 17. And then Alex, I'm going to ask you to play this. Did something happen to you this morning? I don't think so. Um, no, that's the thing. You want to see crazy? I'll give you fucking crazy. Yes, crazy. Oh, you're crazy. Are you crazy? Yeah, have you drunk this whole thing this morning? Oh, you got this. It's going. Oh, really? Really? Thank you, Alex. You can take this down now. Mr. Tillerwright, do you recognize that video? Yes, I do. Was that the video that Amber sent to you on the text message exchange on February 10th, 2016? Yes. Do you recall watching that video on February 10, 2016? Yes, I recall watching that video at the time that I received those text messages. So I'm going to take you to 21 May, 2016. What do you recall with respect to a telephone call you received from Amber? Sure. Um, I was in New York. Um, I was there visiting family. Um, I was in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. I was walking down Manhattan Avenue and I got, I believe, a text message from Amber that said something to the effect of, like, can you talk? And so I called, 
and I was walking down the street as this happened. Um, she put me on speakerphone, so I was talking to both of them. He just stopped by to pick up some of his stuff, <clears throat> and he has a theory that he um, either he wants to ask you about or I, and I said, okay, sure. And hello, Johnny, like, you know. And he, I think it was he said or she said, um, Johnny thinks that you and I together defecated on his pillow. I think the words were used were um, shit on his pillow. So I started laughing, and and I just I. I was laughing, she was laughing, and, and when I realized that he was serious, I was like, okay, look, you know, first of all, I wasn't there that day. And, and so he got very agitated by the fact that she and I thought it was funny. And he started to get um, more and more agitated, and I could hear him walk away from the phone. He came clomping back down the stairs, and I heard like a noise and then the phone dropped and um, he said to her oh you think I hit you you think I fucking hit you what if I peel your fucking hair back and then I heard the phone drop again and then I heard her scream I remember her screaming phone and I called Raquel immediately because I know that she lives one door away and would her and her boyfriend Josh who's a big dude would be able to get there the fastest and um, I I called or texted her right away and I hung up with her and immediately called 911 in New York and then I called <coughs> a friend of mine in LA, who I knew had met Amber a number of times, and I think I may have placed a second call to NYPD. Now I'm all frazzled and I don't remember, but I think I called NYPD. Mr. Waldman made some statements in April and June of 2020 that, that Quote, Amber Heard and her friends in the media use fake sexual violence allegations as both a sword and shield, depending on their needs. They've selected some of her sexual violence hoax facts as the sword, inflicting them on the public and Mr. Depp. That was made on April 8, 2020. What, if any, impact did that have on Amber based on your observations? Amber retreated. Amber became... Isolated, um, embattled, extraordinarily uh, distressed. And then on June 24, 2020, Waldman accused Amber Heard of committing a, quote, abuse hoax against Depp. What were your observations of how this impacted him? I think that my previous statement encompassed that. 
during the time that you were friends with Johnny and you were speaking with him up until you, test, you testified December of 2015, what, if anything, did Johnny Depp ever tell you about Amber Heard being physically violent to him? Nothing ever at any point. Do you agree with me that uh, Mr. Depp and Ms. Heard uh, had many verbal arguments? Yes, I do. And you were a witness to a lot of those verbal arguments, correct? I was a witness to some verbal arguments. Okay. And did you ever hear Ms. Heard say anything mean to Mr. Depp in those arguments? Yes. And did you ever hear Ms. Heard say anything vicious to Mr. Depp in those arguments? Yes. So would you agree with me that when they argued, they were mean and vicious to one another in what they said? I would categorize it very differently, sir. Well, you testified that you heard Ms. Heard say mean and vicious things to Mr. Depp when they argued and vice versa. Is that accurate? Yes. And although you witnessed arguments, verbal arguments between the two of them where they exchanged mean and vicious statements, you never saw Mr. Depp assault or beat Ms. Heard on any occasion, correct? Jack? No, I never saw either of them physically assault the other ones. Did you ever experience him become violent as a result of or because of smoking cigarettes or joints? As I've already explained to you probably eight times, I've never seen Mr. Depp become physically violent with Ms. Heard. So if that's what you're asking me, if he smoked a cigarette and that made him violent, I think you know that that's ridiculous. And the answer is, again, no. Did you ever witness Mr. Depp become violent in any manner uh, on account of him smoking cigarettes or joints? If you want my honest answer, my honest answer is that Mr. Depp mixed substances constantly. And I keep trying to tell you that he mixed all kinds of things together when he got crazy and violent. So, and upset and paranoid. So, and I never knew what he had taken. When you say, when you say when he got violent, when did you see him get violent? I saw, I saw Mr. Depp throw glasses and dishware on at least two occasions, which I would characterize as physically violent. And do I know if he'd smoked marijuana or cigarettes before that? I don't know. When were those two occasions? Sometime during the time that I was living in Switzer. And, and one sets at the Eastern Building. And prior to throwing those dishes, did you witness him um, imbibing any drugs or alcohol? I couldn't tell you, but seeing as Mr. Depp always was smoking cigarettes and marijuana, my assumption would be yes. Okay. Do you recall um, when Ms. Bredenhoff showed you a picture of a clump of hair on the floor? Yes. Okay. When you saw that, 
that was more than a day after um, it was allegedly pulled from her head by Mr. Depp. Is that right? Well, if you want to get technical, my understanding was that their fight happened uh, very late at night, uh, which is technically the morning of the 16th. And I arrived at her house around midnight, the night of the 16th. So technically, it's not more than a day after. It's in the same 24-hour period. So technically, the answer to your question is no. Okay. So I'm just talking about the hair on the ground that you saw. When you saw it, was it your understanding that it had been there for more than 20 hours? I have no idea what time their fight started or ended. So I don't know if it was 20 hours or 16 hours or 13 hours. But... My understanding, again, was that they had gotten into a fight sometime in the morning of the 16th slash late at night on the 15th. I don't know at what point during the which that during that fight in which the clump of hair was ripped out of her head, but it happened sometime then and there. So yeah, sure. My my understanding was that that clump of hair had not been moved since it was ripped out of her head. Completes. All right. Do you, what's your next? Who's your next witness? We we have another uh, video deposition. Raquel Pennington. It, it's a long one, so we could listen to some of it. All right. Let's only go ahead and start. Okay. Only go ahead and start it today. At least get thirty minutes in. If we could. That's okay. fine. Yeah. All right. And your honor, just for your benefit and the jury's benefit, the questioning starts with Miss Vasquez on behalf of Mr. Depp, and then I question Miss Pennington at some point, which will probably be tomorrow. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Can I please have you state your name for the record? Raquel Taylor. In what city and state do you currently reside? Los Angeles, California. You've been deposed before, right? Yes. And you were deposed in Ms. Hurd's divorce proceeding for Mr. Depp. Is that correct? Yes. Have you been deposed in any other matter? No. What was the purpose of the declaration that you submitted during Mr. Depp and Ms. Hurd's divorce? The purpose of the thing that I wrote, which I don't know if it was technically called a declaration or whatever it was, it was to write down my account of events as fresh in my memory as possible. And Ms. Hurd asked you just to write down your witness account. Is that correct? I I do not remember, actually. I think, did, I don't know. Did Mr. Depp ask you to write down anything in support of any legal filings? I, I, I don't remember. So it's your testimony sitting here today that you don't remember one way or another, whether it was Mr. Depp or Ms. Ms. Hurd that asked you to write down your witness account during their divorce. Is that correct? Um, I wrote down my account. That is the memory that I have. I wrote down everything as clearly as I could remember it as soon as I could. You provided a witness statement in the UK proceedings. Is that correct? I believe so. Do you recall how many 
witness statements you provided? Just one. And you provided this witness statement to the son's attorneys? I don't know who it got provided to. Did you testify in the UK trial? Yes. And for which party did you testify for the UK trial? I believe it was the publication. And by the publication, you mean the son? Yes. When was the last time you spoke to Ms. Hurd? Perhaps six months ago, maybe more. What did you and Ms. Hurd speak about? Probably it was before her baby was born. So we were mostly speaking about her baby at that point. Did you speak to, when was the last time you spoke to Ms. Whitney Hurd? Around November, October, November of last year. And when you say last year, you mean 2021? Yes. When did you first meet Ms. Amber Hurd? I believe it was 2003. When you met Ms. Hurd in 2003, you developed a friendship. Is that right? Yes. Would you say you were best friends? We became very close friends. Your friendship with Ms. Hurd persisted through her relationship with Mr. Depp. Is that correct? Yes. And you were friends with Ms. Hurd through her divorce from Mr. Depp as well. Is that correct? Yes. Other than when you lived at the Eastern Columbia building, which we'll get to, did you ever live with Ms. Hurd? Yes. When was this? When he was 17. 2017 to 2018. Yeah. Where did you both live? We lived on Holly Drive. Was that a home? Yes. And did you pay rent? No. Did Ms. Hurd? Yes. Sitting here today, do you still consider Ms. Hurd a friend? I wouldn't consider her not a friend. What does that mean? We don't speak. We are not enemies. Why don't you speak? 
we grow apart. Can I put my question right back? Yes. Sitting here today, you can't give me one reason why you grew apart from Ms. Hurd. I wanted to spend more time with other people in my life and prioritize other relationships and other other relationships. Over the course of your friendship with Amber Heard, did you ever see her using illicit drugs? Can you define illicit drugs? Not prescribed. Um, yes. Did you ever see her use cocaine? Mm. Yes. How many times? I don't know. Countless? No. Less than 10? Yes. Less than 5? Yes. If you remember, when was the first time you ever saw Amber Heard use cocaine? I, I don't remember. Did you ever do cocaine with Miss Heard? Amber Heard? Um Yes. How often? Mm. Uh, not often. Was there a point in your relationship with Ms. Anthony using more cocaine? Uh, no. Did you ever see Ms. Amber Heard use cocaine while she was in a relationship with Mr. Duff? think so, no. You know what provisional is? Yes. Are you aware that Miss Amber Heard has taken a drug called provisional? Mm, no. Did she ever tell you that she had stopped anything about that? Because was she in a relationship with Mr. Depp? Did you say each of the five times? Right. Not each of the five times. How many times that you observed Amber Heard use mushrooms was she in a relationship with Mr. Depp? Maybe three. Do you recall the specific occasions when you saw Amber Heard use mushrooms while she was in a relationship with Mr. Depp? Um, the first Coachella that we went to, the second Coachella that we went to, and 
maybe at Hicksville. Was Mr. Duff at Hicksville? Yes. Around June of 2014, you moved into one of the penthouses in the Eastern Columbia building. Is that correct? I don't remember which month, but I did move into the penthouses. Approximately in 2014? Um, uh, approximately. And Ms. Hurd at the time was in a relationship with Mr. Depp, correct? Yes. And it was Mr. Depp who invited you to live in one of the penthouses, right? Uh, they both did. And when you say they both did, they both sit you down and invite you to live in the penthouses? I don't remember how the invitation happened, but it came from both of them. This was a penthouse Mr. Depp owned, right? Correct. And specifically, the one you lived in, it was referred to as penthouse one, right? Correct. And when you moved in, Mr. Depp gave you a master key to all the penthouses he owned, right? It could have been um, one of his assistants. When you say one of his assistants, you mean Mr. one of Mr. Depp's assistants? Correct. So one, either Mr. Depp or one of his assistants gave you a master key to all the penthouses that he owned, correct? Mm, yes. Mr. Depp never charged Mr. Drew for rent while he lived at penthouse one, did he? He did not charge uh, him any rent, no. Did either of you get physical? No. And how was this argument resolved? We talked it out. You recalled another argument with Ms. Heard at Holly House, is that correct? Mm-hmm. What was this argument about? I think that we were setting up for Thanksgiving and um, we were looking for uh, maybe some glasses or some dishware. We had just moved in and we couldn't find them anywhere. And then um, she finally found them in a place that I thought I had looked and uh, we started arguing about that. She thought that I wasn't uh, looking hard enough, I think, and I told her that I thought that I looked there. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what their argument was about. Um, was this just a verbal altercation or did you get physical with each other? Um... Yeah, I believe that we, I believe that I pushed her. How did Miss Amber Heard react to that? She, 
she either pushed or hit me back. Yeah. You know where she, where she hit you? I think it was on my cheek. Do you recall any other physical altercations that you've had with Miss Amber Heard? Uh, no. Do you recall any specific instances when you saw Amber Heard get into a fight with someone else? Uh, no. In the time you've known Amber Heard, have you ever seen her wear hair extensions? Uh, yeah. Yes. Did she have hair extensions in while she was in a relationship with Mr. Death? I, I, I don't know when exactly she had them throughout the time of knowing her. I'm going to mark as Pennington Exhibit 1, Ms. Pennington's witness statement in the UK proceeding, which is dated June 16th, 2020. Ms. Pennington, first and foremost, do you recognize this document? Yes. Ms. Pennington, this is a sworn witness statement that you, you provided okay. in the UK, right? I understand. I wanted to get to the bottom and make sure that this was the one that I signed and saw the date, and that was the full document. I just finished it. Yes, this is the document. Did you write this witness statement yourself? Yes. I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. Yes. Thank you. Did anyone help you write this? Um, no. Did Amber Heard help you write this? No. Did Amber Heard's counsel help you write this? No. Other than your attorney, did you speak with anyone about the preparation of this witness statement? No. Could please turn to the 10th page of the document where your signature is or a signature is? Is that your signature on the 10th page of this document, Ms. Pennington? That is my e-signature, yes. Are all the statements in this document true to the best of your knowledge and recollection? Yes. You previously testified that you went on a trip to Hicksville with uh, Ms. Hurd, Mr. Depp, and some other friends. Is that correct? Yes. Do you recall when this trip occurred? not off the top of my head. Do you recall who else went on that trip? Yes. Who else was on that trip? Uh, Whitney Heard. Nathan, who was um, one of Johnny's assistants. Brittany Eustace, Kelly Milano, 
Anyone else that you can recall? Trying to remember. No, I I don't remember anybody else. Where were you all staying? At Hicksville Trailer Park. Did you personally witness Mr. Depp become, quote, angry and aggressive, end quote, toward a friend of yours? Yes. Relative to where Mr. Depp was, where were you when this occurred? Um, we were around a campfire. My question is a bit more specific. Relative to where Mr. Depp was when this occurred, where were you sitting or standing? I was at the same campfire. How close were you? In a circle. Uh, six to ten feet. What time of day did this occur? Evening. Have you consumed any drugs or alcohol at this time? I think so. What do you recall consuming at that time? Um, I don't remember. Likely wine. I don't remember specifically. Do you smoke any weed? No. Did you consume any cocaine? No. Have you consumed any mushrooms? I believe so. Have you consumed any MDMA? No. Who is a friend that you referenced Mr. Depp became, quote, angry and aggressive towards? Um, Kelly. Kelly Sue. How did you know her? She was... Um, married to a work friend of mine. Do you have any independent recollection of how long you had known Kelly Sue Milano by the time Hicksville occurred? More than one year, less than two. What did you witness Kelly Sue Milano doing that evening before Mr. Depp became, quote, angry and aggressive? I witnessed her hang out with the rest of the group. Did you see her consume any alcohol? Um, not that I remember. Did you see her smoke any weed? No. Consume cocaine? No. Did you see her consume any mushrooms? Um, maybe one. So I'm 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 genuinely trying to remember. (laughs) 
I saw I saw her eat some amount. I don't know how much. Did you see her consume any MDMA? No. You testified that Mr. Depp said words to the effect of, quote, get off my woman, end quote, to your friend. Is that right? I testified that. Did you personally hear Mr. Depp say that? Yes. Is this the, quote, angry and aggressive, end quote, conduct by Mr. Depp that you testified to? Yes. Other than telling Kelly Sue Milano to, quote, get off his woman, end quote, what did you personally observe Mr. Depp do that was, quote, angry and aggressive, end quote? That was, that was what happened. Then I think Amber, I think they were, Kelly and Amber were hugging on a chair out by the fire. He came out of nowhere, said that. And then I think that Amber and Johnny went back to the, um, to their trailer. Other than hearing Mr. Depp say something to the effect of get off my woman. What did you personally observe Mr. Depp do that was quote angry and aggressive? That's it. Did you hear Amber say anything to Mr. Depp? I don't remember her saying anything. Did you hear Amber Heard raise her voice when speaking to Mr. Depp? No. What, if anything, do you remember about Amber's reaction to Mr. Depp's behavior? She was trying to comfort him. This evening in Hicksville, did you ever see Amber Heard consume any drugs or alcohol? I didn't see it. You didn't see Ms. Heard drink any wine? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember a specific time watching her take a sip of a drink was she holding a drink i don't remember and this evening in hicksville did you see mr dot consume any drugs or alcohol i i didn't see any specific image in my mind of him consume did you personally witness mr Depp quote in a rage end quote that Ms. Heard described? Did I personally witness the rage in the trailer? Yeah. No. Did you hear Mr. Depp yelling in the trailer? No. Did you hear Ms. Heard yelling in the trailer? No. Did you personally see that the trailer was quote trashed as Ms. Heard described? the next morning yeah yes what specifically did you see in the trailer mm. the thing i remember specifically was the light fixtures have been knocked off but you didn't see mr depp knock off the light fixtures in the trailer is that correct i did not see it 
So the only thing you know about what happened in that trailer is what Ms. Heard told you and your observations of the light pictures being knocked off. Is that correct? The only thing I know about what happened in the trailer is what she told me and what I saw the next morning. And the only thing you saw the next morning was that the light pictures had been knocked off. Is that correct? That was not the only thing I saw. It is the specific thing I saw. What else do you recall about the trailer? It was in a general disarray. What does that mean? Was trash. It was torn apart. What besides the light pictures were thrown apart? I've already told you specifically, I remember the light fixtures. The rest is a general disarray. What is a general disarray to you, Ms. Pennington? Stuff off the counters, uh, cushions thrown around, things strewn about on the floor. Did you see Ms. Hurd shortly after she returned from Australia? All right. Why don't we just yes. stop right there? So that'd be a good breaking point, I think. Okay. okay. Perfect. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and break for the evening. Again, do not discuss uh, uh, this case with anybody and don't do any outside research. And we'll see you in the morning at 9 o'clock, all right? Get some sleep. Okay. Thank you.